0: Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Brunch with Desbe. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desbe. And today, 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 the B stands for baby, and the baby is a they because we'll talk about it in a little bit. I'm so excited to be back. I have, I literally just posted it on my Instagram story on Brunch with Desbe. I have been itching to just talk some shit with you guys. Like it has been a couple weeks since I recorded since like the beginning of December. So really like three weeks off that I didn't have to record, which honestly was a much needed break for me to not be down here by myself. And I was so busy. Family was in holiday season. You guys get the vibes, but regardless it's been a minute. And so I've been waiting to just sit down and like rattle the fuck off. Like I'm going off today. Get ready. So first and foremost, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I I hope if you heard that you didn't miss last week's episode because it was a little bit of like an omnius title. So I think last week's episode was baby or a firework. So I kind of played into the new year's vibe. Some people do fireworks. I personally don't, but I do know a lot of people do. And then I kind of played into like this patriotic vibe because I'm due July 4th. So if you oddly enough, didn't listen to last week's episode, this is awkward, but I am pregnant. I am almost 14 weeks so very exciting, very fun. I kind of feel a little bit more empowered sharing now because I, I'm i like kind of getting excited, but I'm also like just kind of getting nervous because specifically today I scheduled my anatomy scan and that is just a really big trigger for me. And I honestly hate that word. Like I hate the word trigger. I think it's just so like overused, but you guys get the point. Like it, it really is something that thinking about it, brings my blood pressure up, my heart rate starts to go up, my heart palpitates, like (laughs) I feel like I can hear my heartbeat when I talk about it, Um, it's very scary for me. I feel like it's scary for any mom to go into, like it's just, it's a very invasive thing and it's the first time you're seeing your baby Um, that doesn't look like a jelly bean. So there's just a lot of emotions Uh, and then take a traumatic experience on top of it, Lord, take the wheel, you know? So struggling with that, excited for that, but struggling for that. And we are not finding out the gender this time around. So that's why I said they, because I don't know what they are. I don't know what it is. However, sometimes I feel like when I, when I refer to the baby as them or they, it sounds like multiple people, like, does anyone else get that? Like, that's why it confuses me. Is like the pronouns, they, them, I understand it can like embody anything, but to me, whenever I hear it, my initial thoughts goes to like how many people, (laughs) it doesn't sound like a singular person. Does that make sense? So I'm like, they, it sounds like there's multiple. I can assure you as of right now, there is only one. (laughs) So it has been a whirlwind of feelings going into this new year. I did find out at the beginning of November. So right after Halloween, like, two days after Halloween. So it was quite the shock, uh, to be carrying the past couple months, you know, only, only knowing and no one else knowing. So it has been a lot and, and I've gone through a lot and we've entered into now a new year. We're ushering in new vibes, new energy. I'm very excited. So welcome into 2024 in a new era of me, of DBFT, of brunch with Desby, of me being a mom, of me being a business owner, of me being an influencer. I don't even know what I am right now, um, to be honest, but that is one thing I really want to be better at this pregnancy and postpartum is to remember who I am. It's so easy in those first couple of weeks, days, months, postpartum to really lose sight of like what you still enjoy doing and what you want to do and what fills your cup. Um, and I really want to get better at accepting help this time around, not feeling like I have to get up and do things right away. Like, oh, I have to get the laundry done. Like, I just really want to sink into who I am and what I want to do in that moment. If that's snuggling with the baby, it's that. If it's playing with Archie and Maddox, it's that, you know, whatever. But I just want to be present, which in turn, relating to postpartum, I really don't want to lose sight of who I am. I don't want to just fall back into mom, 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 postpartum mom. You guys get it. So, anyways. 2024. Welcome. Welcome new new listeners maybe. Welcome people looking for a new podcast. I'm your girl. We don't do much around here besides chat. No expectations. And in my opinion, sometimes those are the best podcasts to listen to because it always keeps you on your toes. It keeps you fresh and it feels very conversational. Like sometimes I envy people who have more orchestrated podcasts, but I figured, you know, my talent And how I like to podcast is to just talk. Not many people can just talk and show up for an hour, you know, once a week and just ramble and it like kind of flow. (laughs) And I love how I've created my podcast to truly just be a conversation that I'm feeling in that week. I don't plan ahead. I, you know, I might have a topic I'd want to maybe talk about, but I don't like script anything. I just come down here like I literally just ate dinner told Wyatt, I'm going to go record my podcast. I'm down here. I have no notes. I've no nothing. (laughs) The only thing I did know I wanted to do was answer a few questions today from you guys as listeners. So if you're entering into this new year, first, let's chat about a few things that are on my mind. Number one, six weeks to slay is closed, but it's like kind of still open because I know a lot of you guys get FOMO last minute. I always get messages Sunday through like Tuesday and Wednesday, Let's just say the first week of the challenge and people are like, I I wish I would have signed up. When's the next challenge? You know, whatever. We just started today. Like first workouts dropped today. They drop every Saturday on your app for like the next week. We're fresh. We're new. The community is humming. It's vibing. Like the difference is so evident of like when we had it that one time in the membership versus now. Vibes are extremely different. Like, it's so much better. Everyone is like introducing themselves. There's so many like first time moms, postpartum moms, working women, people newly engaged. Like, it's so cool to see the evolution of like all of you guys with me because when I first started doing challenges, I was technically still single. Like, I was just dating Wyatt, but like, I wasn't married. I wasn't like I was just graduating college, you know, so like life was fun and fresh. And I remember having a ton of like 18 year olds, 21 year olds, 22, you know, et cetera. And now we have women who are, you know, 38, 42, 51, like 37, 28, 29, you know, you get it. So it's really cool to see it just evolve into grown ass women, you know, like women trying to balance all the things on their plate every single day while taking care of themselves. So if you still want to join Slay, Join us. You can do that below in the show notes description box, link and bio, whatever the fuck it is. And um join us before it's too late. Our next challenge won't be till April, six weeks to shreds. I am doing all of my challenges and programs and stuff during pregnancy as I have before. And I will continue to be a testimony that you can do them during and after. So I'm excited to also share this new journey alongside all of you guys who maybe aren't even in the phase of like trying to conceive yet or pregnant but to give you guys the motivation of knowing when that time comes for you, you're still taking care of here. Um, I want to just really drive home to like how proud I am of what I do, what my team does and how educated we are in pre and postnatal. Because a lot of people I see pumping out programs and promoting programs don't have the pre postnatal background. Nonetheless, they don't have additional education. I'm not saying every single person has to have a four year degree, to be of excellence. However, I take a lot of pride in myself that I did go to school for exercise physiology, as well as, you know, have the biomechanics background, have an athletic background, athletic training background, physical therapy assistant background, EMT background. Um, I don't even know if you guys knew that. Like I went to school to be an EMT. I just didn't take the written exam, but my main goal was to be an EMT during my off seasons of volleyball to make money during college, so that's why I did EMT school. Regardless, went on. Now I'm here, um, and so I just take a lot of pride of like the true education and passion I have for helping women, especially in pre postnatal phases, and just what I what I stand by behind that. You know, I I know I will take care of you guys, and so my team, and I just have a lot of pride in that. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about what's in it, what in what's out. So six weeks to slay is in. What's out is 75 hard. Okay. Ladies, we've talked about it here. All right. We're going into a new year. I had caught wind of a few mega influencers who are promoting fucking 75 hard for new years. I hate it. Like, and the thing is I can hate it without directly like hating the influencer themselves. Like, separate these two concepts okay I know it's hard for us to do nowadays for some reason but decompartmentalize this or compartmentalize whatever fuck to promote such an unsustainable regimen for a lot of the population on such a large scale is so fucked up to me because the amount of women that are then following these women doing 75 hard they don't know proper core connection diaphragmatic breathing these are Maybe you have women in this community recovering from C-section, recovering from birth, um, never having recovered from either X, Y, Z, right? Or just in general, working women who are busy and now placing these unrealistic expectations on themselves to do 75 hard. Now, on the opposite end, I'll get people who are like, well, you know, it helped me mentally and blah, blah, blah. That's good for you because again, some people can pick from the buffet, Of 75 hard and choose what they would like to take from it. Most people go into 75 hard without an experience or background and utilize it as something that is going to transform them in those 75 days. They do not take education from it. They don't take, okay, well, I won't do this because this doesn't suit me. I'll do this instead. They don't do that. Most of the people that do 75 hard. Now you'll have the anomalies who do it and succeed. And those are the people that they're going to promote. And the people that are, you're going to see their posts. You're not going to see the people who failed. The algorithm won't push that shit. Okay. You'll see the people who succeeded and it'll make you want to do it. Listen, I'd rather do six weeks to slay with badass women for 42 days. I don't have to do two a days. I don't even have to work out five days a week if I don't want to. I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to read a fucking book. I don't have to, whatever the hell, all their other stuff is, get like 30 minutes of perineal shining a day. I don't know. You don't have to do any of that. I'll do that for 42 days then to commit to 75 days of literally death. And some people will argue, well, it's because you would never do it. You're damn fucking right. Okay. I've done some hard shit in my life. You won't catch me voluntarily doing something like 75 hard. So if that is something you blinked and thought, oh, new year, new me, 75 hard to start, I need you to just throw it in reverse right now. I need you to ask yourself some questions and go soul searching and decide that that is not for you. Or how can the approach work for you in a very manipulated way? (laughs) So, um, new year's obviously rolling into just new vibes, new energy. It's so important guys. If you are holding on and harvesting things that have happened from last year, it is January. What by the time 7th, it is January 7th today, We're a weekend. Okay. If we're harvesting emotions from last year, X, Y, Z, you're only going to cause bigger problems for yourself. So roll into this year with that energy you had on the 31st, new vibes, new beginnings. Let that shit go. Okay. I don't care what happened. I don't care who slept with who, who hurt your feelings. X, Y, Z, your feelings are valid. However, If that situation is dead and gone, can you control it any more than what has already happened and what came of it? Probably not. I can think of quite a few situations last year in the totality from January to February, where if I thought about it right now and sat here and spiraled about it, I could feel a certain way. Tell me what that's going to do for me in this day, in this moment. Absolutely nothing. You can choose to march on to your own beat and do your own thing or dwell on whatever the hell happened that's up to you the only energy it's going to relate to and destroy is your own so if you're someone who has had a rough start to the week rough start to the year a new year doesn't mean necessarily a clean slate in terms of nothing bad's going to happen right maybe you already had an issue with your car maybe you have to get a a duct to replace in your house I don't know what what could happen right Don't let that aura of energy also determine the outlook for the rest of the year. One of the things I went into the past couple years and specifically last year was really having an idea of like what I wanted to see for myself by the end of the year, what I wanted to do, you know, picked back up YouTube, like all these things. I had these really big goals and although it worked really well for me for a couple months and those goals that I had and what I wanted out of it felt aligned, it very quickly didn't. And I look back at what I set out to do last year and I almost feel like a failure for writing out what I did and not accomplishing like almost quite literally any of them. So for a moment I kind of sat back and I was almost disappointed in myself. Like, wow, was last year a flop? You know, like what, you know, what, what, what? And then as I stepped further back and then looked at the year and was like, look at all these beautiful things that had happened I'm like, why would I let something I wrote down on a piece of paper or just like, you know, spoke out loud or put on a fucking vision board, take away from the beauty of what still came for me last year and what was obviously for me. And that was a huge lesson I had last year too, is just, if it's not for you, it will be taken from you or it will not be given to you. It is so true that like, and I've said it over and over again, you guys are probably tired of hearing it if you listen to the podcast religiously, but like, if it was given to you right now, would you be ready? Like in most cases, no. Like I think of my biggest dreams right now, right? Like I think of what I, if I could like snap my fingers right now and how maybe my life would look or what my business would look like or my family or whatever, would I genuinely be prepared for it? And the answer is absolutely fucking not (laughs) like in no way, shape or form. Like I am still learning things. I am still maturing, like naturally, like I'm growing another child, X, Y, Z. My life is exactly where it needs to be. So when I think back at those goals I made and if they came true, my life wouldn't be where it is now. And also I could have seen those goals come into fruition and completely like fuck them all up, like completely just mess it all up for myself, right? Because I didn't know, I wouldn't know how to react or I wouldn't know how to properly execute on whatever said goal was or whatever said perfect scenario happened and was handed to me. Now, on the other end, you could argue like, well, you know, if it happens, you spring into action, messy action. That's another thing I like to talk about too, is like taking messy action and like being okay with doing things wrong, but also learning through them. However, if we're talking on the scale of Genie comes down, grants your three wishes and you get everything you want in one moment. Yeah, I would probably fuck that up. So don't get so caught up this year in like writing down what you want to see. Like there are certain things you can write down. Like I think of like some fitness goals of mine or some certain like tangible things that make sense. Like I want to work on like my hip flexors and my quads. Like I really want to focus on my mobility there again and stuff. That's not going to like make or break me feeling like shit about myself. If I, if my quads are still kind of tight by the end of the year, I'm not going to like count that (laughs) as a flop of like my year. But when you start tying like certain things to your worth by the end of the year, because like you wrote them out and it didn't come to fruition or like I see on TikTok, you know, like how I manifested $500,000 in my bank account, you know, whatever. It's like when you start to tie certain things to it, it just becomes so out of reach, but even if mentally, like you feel like you're there, if you looked at it at the end of the year and say you were, you gave yourself so much grace, like, wow, I still did really good this year, like, whatever. If you saw that unhit goal, you would question the rest of what you would do. So I am not a huge advocate this year of doing a vision board or like having a written goal or put this as your screensaver. Like, I love the idea. But I think for me, I get too competitive with myself and too attached to it. So if you're someone who you feel like you can detach and like be like, oh yeah, hey, didn't make it this year, but I, I'll do it next year. Like all props to you, go for it. But I know that's just like not how I necessarily operate. And it's just, I feel like last year specifically and the past couple of years, it's just hindered me. Like I even look at my vision board from what would have been the year Archie was born. So 2022, Yeah. Okay. So well, like two years ago now, whatever, 2022, I think of my vision board that I, I made, and I made this picture and I really spent time on, I, you know, Googled images and like made it in Canva and I made it all cool. And I look back at that. And the only thing that really came out of fruition of these photos I remember putting together was my family. Like I was proud of it. I had the ultrasound picture at the time. Archie ended up being healthy, you know, at the end of the year, but everything else on that kind of didn't hit, you know? So I think I'm kind of more aligned this year with a little bit of like words. I think putting words to your year, if you're chasing after said word and defining your year with said word, I think naturally you will accomplish what you want or what you need. So my words for the year are communication, leadership, and I guess you can kind of say the word alignment. Like I want to just always feel fulfilled doing what I'm doing. Now, some days we're not going to like what we do, like naturally, right? Like some days you hate your job, some days you hate this, some days whatever, but overall I want to feel like I'm moving towards my true north. Okay. It doesn't always have to be like a skyrocket, but maybe it's, you know, slowly, but surely like, you know, you get it, you get it. And maybe I'll see some dips here and there. Like that's, that's growth. It's inevitable. So with those three words being kind of this trajectory, I see my 2024 going into by just having these words and kind of placing these words on a pedestal, I naturally will run every decision through these words, right? So maybe for example, like if I'm having a, if I'm talking to Wyatt about something, right? Okay. Do I feel aligned in this conversation? Am I communicating properly? And then leadership, maybe that doesn't fall into that, but in general, like, am I doing those things? That's going to lead me to how I want to be by the end of the year, how I want to grow by the end of the year. Um, and leadership can mean a lot of different things too. To lead isn't to be in like a top position. It's just to not be a follower. I don't. I don't want to continue. Not that I ever was like purposely did, but I would never want to just blindly follow things like I want to lead my own life. I want to be a leader in my own life. I want to lead myself. I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want, you know, I want to go out. I want to get the answers for myself. I want to do more research. I want to be better, you know, whatever with my family. I want to lead my family to success or happiness, X, Y, Z. So like these words can capture a lot of different things. So if your word that comes to you is like trust, you know, it doesn't just mean like, oh, like I need to trust my boyfriend. Like I need to trust what, you know, whatever. It can be like different things too. Um, so I would encourage you more so this year to continue to pick and pull some words. And maybe every month is a different word. You know, like it doesn't mean your words have to stay the same all year either, which again, I think is where we go back to like the goal setting and stuff. We have this idea that, oh, these goals have to stay the same all year. Maybe you get to January Or you go from January to June or July and you're like, man, this second goal doesn't really feel like me anymore. You know, like maybe your goal is to like be fluent in Spanish. I don't know. And by July, you're like, huh, that just doesn't feel aligned with me anymore. Like you're allowed to change your goals. Again, I just feel like goal setting in the new year in a certain aspect can just be so toxic. And again, TikTok reels on Instagram, you know, videos of other people, us in taking other people's lives consistently makes us wonder if we're doing our own life wrong. (laughs) So when I see people doing these end of year traditions and what come with me at girls night, we're all going to manifest and make our vision boards. I'm like, am I doing it wrong? Like, is this why I'm not successful? You know, quote unquote, you know, I'm just making a point of like how we could all feel coming across those videos. Is this why I don't have friends? Like, cause I don't do manifesting nights, you know? But I don't go to Bible study, like, I don't know. So it was just, just kind of my thought on the new year. So if you're struggling with that in this new year, new vibe, that's how I feel. And I hope that you can kind of relate on a certain level. You know, we're one week into the new year already and whether we like it or not, a year is just another year and a day is just another day. But it is our opportunity, though, to reset, realign, um, and kind of move, again, towards our true north. And it's not always going to be a linear travel. Um, And you might find your true north changes. You know, your true passion might change. Your projection might change. Your direction might change. And I think it's important, too, to realize that some years are just going to be learning years. Some years are just going to be rebuilding years, whether you've gone through something traumatic or you're just kind of coming out of a season of life. You know, I've met quite a few of you guys recently who have like gone through really hard breakups or divorces or stuff like that. So that's just one example of kind of this year, it, it doesn't always have to be your best year is also what I'm saying. You know, like we're always focused on outdoing ourselves, being better than the past version of us um, in all ways, you know, financially and physically and all these things. Some years we're gonna walk out the same, if not worse. And that's also okay. Um, we don't have to feel like we are the highest versions of ourselves. You know, it's okay to walk into a new year damaged and not feeling like completely reborn. So no matter where you're at right now, just meet yourself where you're at. Um, again, maybe try, maybe try just like a few words or one word um, that you really want and lean into that this year and allow your decisions to be kind of dictated by this said word. Um, doesn't mean all the time, but you guys get it there is a lot that has happened in terms of pop culture. So obviously switching gears here, uh, let's get unserious for a moment. There's been a lot going on in pop culture. I'm going to be honest. I haven't kept up like truly, truly the past couple of weeks, just because like family has been in my family from Canada. We went and saw our family in Ohio. So I've just been traveling and not really intaking that portion of the internet. Um, but I will say we saw Quite a lot happened the past couple weeks, which is celebrities, divorces, Kelsey and Swift, obviously slaying. We still don't have reputation yet announced by Taylor Swift. We have a lot going on. So by next week, I'll be back on that bandwagon to share. One thing I did read kind of, I read it kind of like while I was going to bed for a few nights, so I didn't completely finish it, but I was in the middle of counting the cost by Jill Duggar her autobiography regarding the Duggar family and the 19 and counting. So going to finish that will TBD on that. I have still not finished (laughs) a court of mist and fury. I'm so embarrassed to admit that, but I don't think number one, I like hardcover books. Like that is really difficult for me to read. Cause if I want to read after I put like Archie down for bed or something, the lights are off. And if I don't have my reading light, then I can't read. It's just like, not a, it's not a win-win for me. (laughs) So I've not finished that in terms of overall watches. I guess I should say I've watched a lot too. I've not kept track of a lot though. That's one thing for sure. I can tell you. So in terms of anything you should be watching right now, I actually need you to tell me because I've watched a whole lot of nothing. Well, I've watched a lot. I've watched quite a, quite a bit of football surprisingly, but I've also watched, like I rewatched the Barbie movie. The golden wedding was on last week I've still been really in my face off era. And I think since we've talked, I might've, what did I finish? Or maybe I didn't finish anything. Maybe I was just Cody Co's YouTube, um, which him and Kelsey are about to have their baby soon. So anyways, whole lot of like random, and I haven't kept notes on it just because we've been so out of like tune. So I will get back to you guys next week with some really good watches, as well as reviews. In terms of launches, we do have a new Buff Bunny launch coming up this Saturday. It's called the Genesis launch. Shall I say coincidental with our communication on religion lately? <laughs> Genesis, really, Heidi? You know, like, are you fucking taunting me? So, in the beginning, God created Buff Bunny, and then Buff Bunny created Buff Bunny Collection. But this does launch on Saturday. It's a pretty good launch. There's a new uh, corset like bodysuit. I'm pretty anxious to wear. It's on its way right now. They kind of had a delay in shipment, but I did hear that it was pretty like nipple out if you have bigger boobs and my boobs have like tripled since I found out I was pregnant. So TBD on that, I was really excited for a bodysuit, but it kind of sucks when, I mean, you got to be pretty particular about your bodysuits. And if there is one that I remembered the bodysuit, it was the shit like the, was it the Ivy bodysuit? Because I think it was kind of like taken after the Ivy crop top. I remember the Ivy bodysuit. And then there was one more I really loved that they did. Buff bunnies are quite a few good bodysuits or at least, um, shorts. Like what's the sh- bodysuit but like shorts. Fuck. Why am I blanking jumpsuit? I don't know what the word is right now. I'm blanking, but she's done it. Well, like she's executed it in the past. Well, I'll just be curious to see how this bodysuit comes in. I did, I think get a medium. So again, TBD, because I absolutely hate it when you can kind of see like the, the boob bulge on the side and on the back. And it's a pretty back focused, corset style bodysuit. I don't know, I'm kind of stressed about it. So anyways, other than that, the best pieces I got, outside of the BBL seamless, which I just really always enjoy, the dream sets. There's a dream bra, dream legging in the color heathered gray. I don't know what it did to my ass, but it made it look five times larger than it normally is. It is so good. The bra is a little bit on the bustier side, so I would size up, if you want maybe more coverage, but if you are true to size, like I did my true medium titties were kind of out. Okay. It's a super cute, comfy bra, adjustable straps, but it definitely was a boob moment. So just beware on that buyer beware. <laughs> As always, you can use code desby for 10% off. The other launches we have coming up is Paragon. They launch on the 9th. It's called the wild collection. It's all Reluna and it's all like animal print, very cutely done. Like it's not your typical print that you kind of see like copied from brand to brand. It's the same like leopardy print we love and we've seen plenty of brands do, but it still looks unique. And I, I just, I like the spin they did on it. I like the colors that they provided. There is this one bra though. I can't think of what it is called right now. There's the ritual bra, which I love. And then the other one is like a crop, or I'm sorry, like a halter top. Not a vibe. Do not recommend they should have done more testing on like bigger busted women because it's so stretchy. Like Raluna fabric is so stretchy. There is no fucking support for your titties. So if you're flat chested or have very minimal boobies, this is going to be so cute on you. And I'm jealous because I love an open back halter bra. But if you have some big girls or you're just chestier in general, or like wide in the lats too, because there's not a lot of like boob coverage. I don't know how to explain it. Really confusing, but I would definitely make sure to—I wouldn't even say size up. Just honestly, pass on it. Just pass on it. I'm so serious, and it—and it sucks because like matching sets, you know. But you would—you'd be mad if I didn't tell you that. Okay, let me just say it like that. Um, other than that, not anything else. There, there was a t- new Tula mask that came out. It's called the H2 Oasis. It was a—it's like a water mask. Oh my freaking lord! It's so good. It's like it reminds me of like after sun care, like aloe vera, but like on your face. I like there's so many good ingredients in it. Super hydrating. I love it. I love it so much. In the the applicator, they're so innovative with their applicators. So Desby for fifteen uh, percent off there. Let's get into the final part of this episode where we're talking all things first trimester and answering some of your questions. podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck... Would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to the top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over 2 million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Okay, so before we do that, new Hydra jugs dropped. I don't know um, what is left, I haven't checked the site today, but uh, these pre-orders went quick. God, I love my traveler so much and like, I know you guys do too. Because everyone who has messaged me, they're like, oh my God, I got my Traveler. I'm throwing away all my Stanleys right now. Or like, this is the best water bottle. It's changed my water game. Totally agree. Totally agree. I've drank more water recently because I started using this new one. And it like motivated me. So here we are. Second thing I'm gonna do is reapply some of my, um, what's it called, before the filler. Oh, forget the filler. This is by a brand called Lawless. They're actually in Sephora and I've seen them before, but I never really gave them the time of day. Cause like certain, uh, injectable style lip glosses scare me. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever tried the, like, I think it's literally called injectable, but it like burns the fuck out of your lips. This does not do this, but this is such a good plumping, soothing, like, oh my God, it's so nice. It has such a beautiful like, cherry tint as well. in the flavor is actually cherry vanilla. So it reminds me of like a smackers, like lip smackers, whatever we used to do like as kids. So lawless, forget the filler at Sephora. They also have an overnight lip treatment. I'll make sure to link it because this shit is fire. They sent me PR. I don't know why, (laughs) but I will be a returning customer now. Like I fucking love this stuff. It is so nice. So anyways, first trimester guys, we are out are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods are we in the yes we are yes we are we're in the second trimester which is crazy because I feel like you're only in your first trimester for like two weeks because you find out you're pregnant in like technically you've only conceived like two weeks before on average but like then they tell you you're like five weeks like it's such a weird mathematical confusion to me of how we determine pregnancy because when I found out I was pregnant I had technically just conceived only like two and a half weeks before but I was like almost six weeks it's so weird I don't understand pregnancy I never will so anyways feeling good um the first trimester was really hard my first podcast ever recapping this uh first trimester with Maddox was called toilet seat DJ and I was definitely the toilet seat DJ again every single morning It was so debilitating. I would wake up just already not feeling like myself. And it's one of those feelings that gave me so much anxiety continuing in pregnancy because it's, um, it's like the emotion of having, it's kind of like, okay, let me take you here. Have you ever had where you're so high that you forget, like your reality feels so different because you're so high that you're like, oh my God, am I stuck? like, am I stuck in this reality? Like, is this real life? Like you're so fucking high. And I know some of you guys are out there. Like I know exactly what you're thinking. So I'm like, Oh my God, I need to go to sleep so I can like wake up and make sure this isn't real. Like this isn't the way I'm going to see life now. (laughs) Just me, you know, let me know. Um, so it's kind of how you, how I felt with morning sickness is it created such a panic for me, of like, am I ever gonna wake up feeling normal again? When am I gonna wake up feeling normal again? When am I gonna feel normal again? So the first, I like threw up for the first time at my HydroJug trip. So if you guys remember when I went to Palm Springs with HydroJug, that was the first time I threw up. It was our last day. I had woken up, We were uh, we were supposed to get massages in the morning woke up to get that massage. I felt like fucking shit the whole time. I wasn't even able to enjoy myself. And then I get back from the massage. I ran to the bathroom, threw up. And Bailey Turner was like my roommate. Like she was across the hall from me. And I think it was that morning she was like, did you throw up this morning? (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) So it was not fun. So from there on out, I was throwing up pretty much every day for what would have been six weeks. And then as of today, again, I'm almost 14 weeks, but I like threw up this morning, I guess January 2nd, and I threw up this morning. And then I was in bed until past 11, which is so unlike me. And it caused me to have so much stress, which is why like I went to the gym later. I recorded later. I started work later. Like my whole day was fucked up. It, nothing stresses me out more than not being able to start work on time. It fucking kills me. So anyways, here we are. But I'm still getting sick here and there. Now, this happened pretty regularly with Maddox. Um, I was sick from week like six to 19 with him. Few and far between, um, you know, once I got later in pregnancy. It's not like I was throwing up every single day until 19. But the last time I threw up, I was 19 weeks in one day. Core memory. (laughs) With Archie, I think I threw up twice total. I had a few really bad days, but I had really bad dizziness and headaches with Archie. This time I have pretty bad dizziness. If I get up really fast, like my heart, my my blood pressure just like drops and I'm like almost black out. However, and I only really get that when I'm pregnant. Let me preface that. However, I've obviously been very sick. So I have no inkling. I wish I said in last week's podcast of like what it could be. I do like in my soul kind of feel like it's a girl But I hate saying that because I want to be so clear how I don't give a fuck. Like if it comes, if it doesn't come out a girl, I'm going to be okay. Like I have so much pride in being a mother of, of boys because I get to raise men. I get to, I get to raise the next generation of respectable men that our country lacks. You know what I mean? Like I take that role with so much pride, uh, to be able to raise a boy that knows how to treat someone's daughter, you know, like. I am so proud of that. So if it's another boy, like I'm made for that shit. Like I'm built, I'm built to be a boy boy, mom. I'm cool with that. However, naturally I have a sister. I have a mom. We all fucking have moms, right? Like I know the connection I have with my mom as a woman. And I would also long for that. So let me just preface that. Now I will say, I do feel kind of like girly energy, so I don't know, but I'm okay with it. Again, I'm so okay with it. Um, on the anatomy scan, you guys give me a lot of tips too of like when they pull up the screen to like tell them to turn the screen off XYZ. i Z. I've seen so many ultrasounds with Archie that it causes me stress. So I would rather almost not fucking see any of the anatomy scan. <laughs> so when they go try to, you know, find the kidneys or do this or that, and I'm okay with not looking because like number one, don't want to ruin the surprise, but also number two, I don't need to see it like I've seen enough. Show me the head. Show me it's little, you know, hands. Like show me this side profile picture that I can put on my fridge for motivation. I'm good. I'm good, send me on my way, I'm fine. Um, my doctors I've seen so far have been really great. I pee in a cup really well now. Um, and There's been quite a few times in my life where I have missed the cup, you know, and you're like, uh, how did I not know what hole that was going to come out? of? Like, let's be fucking for real. We've all pissed on our hands before. And we're like, I've had the same pee hole my whole fucking life. Like, why can't I hold a cup under it and capture my piss? So I've peed in my cup really well. Everything has been normal. Great. I, as of today, I was able to hear the heartbeat for the first time on our ultrasound. We saw it, like we saw the lines, but we didn't like hear it. So it was nice to like hear that um, 155 was a heart rate. Um, I have not done any type of baby book. I was religious about this with Maddox and with Archie. Now with Maddox, I think I did it a lot because it was COVID. And I was kind of documenting every week, like we had nothing else to do. Then he went into the NICU and I was glad I documented it. With Archie, naturally I started a book right away because I had just done it with Maddox. And then, well, I guess I, I did do, you know, 20 weeks pretty consistently. And then by 20 weeks, obviously with the ultrasound and finding out his CPAM, I then kept up with it because again, I wanted to document everything. So I had a little bit of motivation with this baby. God, I feel so bad. I haven't done anything. Now I could definitely start today because I think with most of the boys, I think with Maddox and with Archie, I did... I might've backdated a few, but I kind of started at 12 weeks. Like we told everyone about you, you know, whatever, but I just don't know if I'm going to do that this time. Like I just, again, I feel so guilty, but I do chat books, um, which I wish that they would sponsor me because I fucking love chat books. I do chat books. So I was like, maybe I'll just do chat, my chat books every month and just like document my pregnancy that way. But even since having the kids, like I haven't, I've only read those books like twice, but I wanted them to be able to have them. But then it's like, think of all the shit your parents have given you. And you're just like, fuck one more thing to clutter my house. Like, let's be fucking for real, right? So I don't know, I'm so indifferent. I wanna document it, I'm just figuring out how. Usually I made all my baby books through Shutterfly. So maybe I'll do it, but only do it like every two weeks. Or I don't know, I just, I would have to just, first off, start, cause I have nothing documented but I've also been holding a lot of emotions. So I don't know. I'm going to ask my therapist what she thinks and go from there, which I am in therapy again. I took about a six month break during the summer off of better help in the other week. I just, I was like, you know, what? I need a therapist again, signed up immediately. Um, used literally used my own code, like <laughs> slay. So, um, I've met with her twice now and it's been nice to just again, have like a place of like unbiased feedback. So if you guys are struggling, especially early postpartum or early in your pregnancy, pregnancy anxiety is so real. Please go to betterhelp.com slash desby use my code (laughs) because it has been very helpful for me, uh, to find a little bit of person who's like unbiased in my life right now. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I think another question too, um, a lot of people were asking, A lot of people were so fucking confused. I was pregnant because they thought why it got the snip, which first off goes to show (laughs) you don't listen to my podcast. Okay. Way to reveal yourself. Just kidding. But also he was going to like, he canceled it the day before he went to the consult, came back with all of his paperwork. Like I was prepared to take care of him. I was, you know, everything. I at, th- at this point I think I was still fucking bleeding. Like I was like 7 days postpartum, maybe 2 weeks postpartum. This was like get it the fuck done right now. So he ended up going blah blah blah. He was ready, scheduled and it was 24 hours out or maybe less. Um and I think all we lost was like a security deposit of like 150 bucks or something. And he was like, "Des, I just don't think I should do it." And I was in the middle of a workout. I was sitting on a bench of like, "What the fuck do you mean?" And he was like, I just don't have a feeling I should do it. Like, we're just, we're high emotions. You're newly postpartum. We just gone through this with Archie. Like, I think we just need to give it a minute. So we never went through with it. So for those of you who are like, how did that work? (laughs) I promise it's not that the vasectomy failed. It's that we didn't go through with it. So let's go through a few questions. First off, I had to laugh at one of my friends and she'll know exactly who she is. But her question was just like, why am I a cunt? (laughs) Sending love sending love cuz again if you know you know this one of my friends well why it gets snipped after the third so we plan it we plan it um i don't see why not like yeah it would take what do they say for the cow the cow to sing fat lady sings or it's not over till the fat lady sings i don't remember what it is whatever there's something I'm thinking of, but yeah, it would take a lot for him to not get sniffed, and he's very open to doing it. It's just, again, we kind of knew we wanted to maybe expand after we talked about it last, last year. Um, and even early postpartum with Archie has Wyatt always wanted kids. Absolutely. He was actually the one in the beginning of our marriage. And when we talked about children, he always wanted three. And I was like, fuck no, like two. And I mean, we argued about this, like all in fun and games, but I was like, we both only have one hand, like in a car, you have two back seats. When you're on a roller coaster ride, we both have a riding partner. You know, like it was just always mathematical on a plane. We both have someone to sit with, like whatever. So he's always wanted a big family. Um, and he's an only child. So for him to want a sibling for our first AK Maddox and then now moving into just having three he's very excited he cried I didn't even cry he well I did cry when he was crying like whatever but he was crying he was so excited um will you be finding out the gender so again no we're not it will be a complete surprise as I hope I hope so badly we can keep it a surprise like because again, I've just heard of people having it ruined I've heard whatever, but I'm not doing any of the extra shit this time. Like I don't want to do again. I have a fear of ultrasounds, so I don't want to do the 3d ultrasound. I don't want to do that. I might just because I really like getting the ultrasound or the, um, sorry, the stuffed animals with the heartbeat in it. And I know they do that at the ultrasound place I went to, but I don't want like, I just want to fucking live through this. Like, to be honest, I just want the most normal experience ever. And I don't want to see basically another ultrasound in my whole life. (laughs) Hair care routine with going to the gym every day. The dry shampoo ain't cutting it. So I would number one question what dry shampoo you're working with, because I don't wash my hair every day. I probably wash my hair like once or twice a week and I'm good. It also could be dependent though, naturally on just your your natural oils, but also like your hair color. Like I noticed when I had darker hair, I could keep my hair dirtier and longer. Now that I have like my money pieces, when those start to get greasy, you can tell. Um, but it's also about being able to style your hair properly when dirty. So like, I know, like I slick my hair back a lot and that, that conceals a lot of dirtiness, like that slick back look. But hair care wise, I genuinely don't use anything um, besides Kevin Murphy. For dry shampoo, I do love Kevin Murphy. However, I've really been loving the company called Ava NYC. I think it's A-V-A or E-V-A-N-Y-C. Um, and then, uh, fuck, Living Proof. Living Proof and Amika have the two best dry shampoos ever. And also, how you apply dry shampoo matters too. Um, I find that applying it also at night, rubbing it really deep in my roots kind of dry brushing it through, whatever. But then sometimes it actually lays better in the morning. So maybe just a few different things to try. What are you doing different this pregnancy? (laughs) Like I would say kind of everything, but also like nothing. Like I am just kind of living normal. Like even right now I've still been, for example, I'm just sharing like something at the gym. I've still been like hip bridging with with the machine which I hadn't like done before, I kind of kept, took that out right away, but I feel way more confident in my like overall just demeanor in pregnancy, but also my education and now going through it as well as continuing to educate myself while I was pregnant, while I was pregnant again, and then postpartum both times. So that's like one thing, but also just like overall food and stuff, just like eating whatever I want, doing what feels right. I have really, 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 really tried to maintain higher protein this pregnancy. I haven't been always successful at it, but the past like three weeks I've been way better at it. Um, I've also been getting the meals prepared for me and sent to me from Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I was gonna try Factor and then I was gonna try Flex Pro Meals. I spend so much money at the grocery store specifically in pregnancy for food that I end up having like an aversion to like, I'll be like, Ooh, this sounds so good. And then the next minute, like never fucking mind, like throw it down, throw it away, throw it down the drown, down the drain. So I found that having meals prepared for me, I tend not to get so much of the ick and I actually save money because I spend, you know, what $100 a week for like a few meals that I actually eat. And I don't spend hundreds of dollars on meat cottage cheese, poultry, eggs, whatever that I end up not eating and have to throw away. So those are two things I'm doing differently. This pregnancy, like have trying some prepared meals, trying to aim for high protein workouts are like exactly the same. I have noticed. And again, I'm still very, very early along. My core has already significantly changed very fast. You know, your body just whips into into shape by the second, by the third, by the fourth, by the fifth. So I've been really, really conscious about how I'm working my core and really trying to focus on also learning and continuing to educate myself on pregnancy prep. So not always focusing so deeply on contracting my pelvic floor, but learning how to also relax it. Um, that's super, super important to do during pregnancy and during labor at those end phases. So kind of already preparing myself for like what I'll have to continue to learn and do differently. Um, but those are a few things I'll continue to keep you updated, but I'm just still super early along. Also, like I'm not keeping track of caffeine at all. I mean, like I know where I should be at. So if that's an energy drink, if that's a coffee and that's it, like, that's all I'm doing, but I'm not like stressing myself out about it. Someone said dating advice. (laughs) I don't have a lot of dating advice. Listen, I couldn't imagine dating today, like with how much we overshare of ourselves, I feel like I would be so turned off by 90% of people. <laughs> and, and like, I feel like I would also give people the ick too. Like it's such a weird scenario to go into a date now and kind of know exactly what that person is. Cause you could like stalk their social media or like stalk their TikTok. But I feel like just always being, I, uh, here's the odd thing I would say be open to heartbreak because it's so cheesy to say, but every heartbreak leads you closer to not heartbreak. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's fun, but you're always learning along the way. So I think if you open yourself up more to the possibility of getting hurt, the more you're going to be prepared for not getting hurt and finding that person that you won't settle for that. Wait, finding the person you will settle for. Am I saying that right You won't settle for someone who isn't actually yours is kind of what I'm saying. So I wish I could like give you more. I feel so removed from dating. Like, listen, White and I have been together since 2015. I have not technically like gone out on dates since like 2014. So I feel very removed from that part of life. The last time I, when I was dating, I was on Tinder for like a hot minute. That was like the last app and it was new and yik yak (laughs) tbt um mindset question your view on having multiple kids versus other moms saying never or less than one or you know whatever you know having kids is not for the weak having kids is also not for every woman and i think knowing that about yourself is very important by you choosing to remain childless is you taking having kids seriously, right? Like you're taking the role of a parent very seriously and you're choosing, hey, that's not for me and I know it. I think if that is you, you would have to have a very deep-rooted alignment in your soul and know that about you because I never wanted kids, never. Oh my God, I and I've told you guys this. When I was like 16, 15 even, I remember begging my mom to let me get a hysterectomy, like begging her to let me get my tubes tied, whatever I could know how to call it, right? Like I was like, please, I just never want to have kids, never, oh my God, she'll tell you now to this day, she's like, I don't know how you're having three, (laughs) but I didn't want to have kids. So if you would have allowed me to make that decision at such a young age, I would have quite literally killed myself right now if I couldn't have had that option, right? So we mature and we change. So I think the only thing that worries me about people who want to remain childless is in your early 20s, late 20s, maybe that sounds like a good idea. Maybe in your early 30s, that sounds like a good idea. But all of a sudden, life slows down. You're not out partying all the time. You're not, you know, your friends have moved on to a different phase of their life too. And maybe you regret it. And then you try, maybe it's harder for you. Or maybe it's not possible for you X, Y, Z. So that's the only thing that worries me. And, and and it always will worry anyone, right? The what ifs. But I just know how rewarding it is to be a mom myself. And I just couldn't picture it any other way. Like that's that's what we're built for as women. You know, like that's how we're designed so intricately to have those, what do you want to call them? Instincts of just like motherliness. Now, on the other hand, I would argue some, you know, we see some fucked up cases where moms shouldn't have been moms and they, they hurt their children or stuff like that. So to make a choice for you, that is always your choice. I'm never going to sit here and judge it. That's just how I feel when I look back at my personal choice of at one point, never wanting them and then moving into a part of my life where I did want them. And now knowing what comes with it, I can number 1 see why some people would never want to, would never fulfill it, never want to fulfill it, but also number 2 I can see how if you were to have the feeling, you would realize what you would be missing too. You know what I mean? So, and again, that's not like women must have babies, like absolutely not. I'm just saying what what a rewarding feeling it is to be a mother. So, I don't know. I like I said my mindset, that's just my mindset. And I think everyone can do whatever fuck they want. I want to make that so clear. How do you always have bad bitch energy asking for me? <laughs> that's so funny because I don't feel like I do all the time. I feel like I've been in my soft era recently, but a lot of it can be explained why um, I've just been so hormonal and emotional. Literally yesterday, two days ago, number one, I was driving back home listening to Taylor Swift. I'm talking like original songs like debut. I'm listening to OG songs. Hey Steven. I'm, I'm fast forwarding. I'm listening to fearless fast forwarding. I'm listening to all too well, 10 minute version. I'm crying. I'm crying in my car. You know, I'm hormonal. I'm emotional. And then yesterday I went to target, bought new like cups for the kids. Um, Archie kind of needed like a straw cup. So I bought him a new straw cup, came home misplaced within two minutes, like the internal straw And if you're a mom, you get it. They come with like 10 million bells and whistles. I'm like, did I throw it away already? I searched through the trash. I went outside to the dumpster. I'm searching through the dumpster. I almost start fucking crying over this straw. I'm like, why am I so fucking stupid? And why do straws keep going missing? Children's straws in their cups are an equivalent to losing fucking socks in the laundry. Where do they go? Where's the top of that cup? Where, Where? It's like finding bobby pins in college. You're like, where'd all my bobby pins go? They just disappear. I don't know how else to say it. So anyways, I've been emotional. I have been emotional. Um, But with that being said, I feel like, I feel like my bad bitch energy has been a little ruptured. However, I think at the end of the day, when I choose to show up every day, whether if it's for 10 people or 10,000 people My goal is to always give that same energy. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm always gonna show up like a million people are watching, like a million people are begging to hear what I say. In reality, they're not (laughs) in reality. They're not, you know, that, Oh, well, everyone's been asking. That's kind of like my energy for anything I do. Like I'm always having the energy that everyone wants to know. And 90% of people don't, but it's the confidence that you bring in what you share and what you're passionate about. That's what gets people to buy in. That's what people believe in. And then all of a sudden you start believing you too. You start to believe in you too. So, you know, I'm not perfect at it every day. It's something you have to actively choose. You know, when you wake up, how am I going to show up today? But especially now with this big weight off my chest, no pun intended, because the weight is in my belly. But like, I'm like, man, everyone wants to hear from me again. Everyone's missed me. <laughs> I'm fucking cackling because it is so delusional. It's such a delusional way to go about it, but it's, it's just showing up being unapologetically you and just knowing that like those who fuck with you will fuck with you. And those who don't don't, if there's one thing I walk away from the past, I mean, year specifically two years, specifically three years, specifically since I've been doing social media is I don't give a fuck what anyone says about me, especially if they have never met me in real life. If they have never had real interaction with me, if they have never sat down and talked to me, you guys can get as much out of me here as I overshare because I do overshare. However, you still will not ever know me until you meet me in the few people that I've had the honor to meet over the years at like different things I've hosted or, um, meetups or met randomly or whatever. I feel like I've always had great interactions with people. So like, I hope that that touched you in some way when we met forever ago, you know, and I hope that that gave you a glimmer of me being the same person that I am now, I mean, I, I you will always change. I always want to evolve, but like overall, like I'm the same bitch back from being desby fit. Okay, like let's make that very clear. However, people are always gonna paint a different picture that they wanna view when they're insecure. It's just how it works. And that always pisses people off so much is well, I'm not insecure. Like, fuck yeah, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> if that is your immediate response, yes, you are insecure. Now, am I the most secure person? No, I'll have my faults. I'll have my days where I'm like, man, I, I don't mean shit or this person's better than me or whatever. Like we all do. It's called being fucking human. And it's also called being in a, an area of life where we can never shut off, right? We're constantly seeing other people. We're constantly comparing ourselves, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I know who I am those closest to me know who I am. Those that choose to listen to me intimately and choose to get to know me as intimately as possible via social media, I would relatively say, know who I am, quote unquote. But if you have shit to talk, if you have things to say, if you have things to believe, and you have never met me in person, have never interacted with me in person, I don't care about you. Like, I don't care about what you have to say and how to be negative. So bad bitch energy is right there. It's like, you choose whose words you let affect you. And like Taylor Swift said, snakes and stones won't break my bones. And let me say, we don't need snake energy in 2024 besides reputation, Taylor's version, okay? So I'm not always a bad bitch. You're not always a bad bitch. No one's always a bad bitch. I think of the biggest bad bitch, when it comes to my head, bad bitch, I think Meg the stallion immediately. It, then it reminds me of her song, which I think is such a re, good reminder to like listen to sometimes is, what did she say? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 30, Thursday, bad bitches have bad days too. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bounce back, how bad bitch always do. Like it's so silly, right? Like it's just like a catchy song, but it's so true. Like anyone's gonna have a fault in their day, a fault in their year, whatever. But it's up to you how you choose to bounce back It's up to you how you choose to show up. It's up to you to let a bad day dictate a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, or to shake it off, feel your emotions, sit in the suck and move the fuck on. And I think that's one thing that I've just continued to kind of learn and embody as I've become a mom, but also just as I've matured, like, bro, I'm going to be 29 this year. I'm going to be 29 with three kids. There is no reason I need to act like a fucking 18 year old high schooler and be petty or immature like to anyone, right? It's like, if it, if it doesn't affect me in my daily life, I don't care. And that's never also like disrespectful to anyone in your life or anyone in your circle if you choose to operate that way. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you have to protect you. You have to protect your family. You have to protect your own personal boundaries. Um, how people choose to feel their own emotions is up to them. That's another great lesson going into 24. You can't allow other people's perceptions of you and the emotions they have attached to that dictate your own self-worth, dictate your own self-image, dictate your own view of yourself or else you're just gonna spiral. Oh my God, am, am I the problem? Am I annoying? Am I mean? Am I too loud? Am I, you know, whatever. Other people perceive everything differently. Like even all of you listening to me right now, you perceive what I'm saying differently. You perceive how I look differently. You perceive my words differently. Like we all have different perception. Like life is so, what's the word, objective? Or is it subjective? Don't mind me, it's seven twelve p.m., okay? My words are kind of done for the night. But we all have, we all see different versions of the same person. We all hear different versions of the same song, etc. cetera. So just keep focusing on you. And I think that's such a good question to end on because we kind of go full circle here talking about the new year, talking about new energy, talking about how to treat ourselves, draw new boundaries. And at the end of the day, just live, I don't want to say live unbothered because I think that's so unrealistic. Oh, I'm unbothered. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I know for a fact you read Reddit today and you were fucking bothered. Okay. So I don't think it's the word of like live on bothered. I think it's maybe just the choice of what bothers you versus what doesn't. Um, and kind of operating out of that. <laughs> so I hope you guys have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you for always hanging with me. I'm so excited to take you guys through another, hopefully beautiful journey. And I should say my other journeys were very beautiful and I'm so grateful for the outcome. But again, that's not ever to minimize how I felt during them. And I'm allowed to feel how I felt in those emotions. And I know you guys agree. So just validating that for my personal purposes. Uh, But every Sunday, new episode, I'm excited for this year, excited to just take you guys along. And again, you never know what you get here. So it really is just like a rally and rage every single Sunday. So if you have any new episode requests, topic requests, new segment requests, I don't know anything. The more you guys help me and give me ideas, the more I can help too, because Sometimes by the end of the day, I'm burnt out of like ideas of what I want to talk about or something. So if there's stuff that kind of rings true to your life right now and how I can bring light to that or bring positivity or advice or anything of that sort or direct you to BetterHelp, code DESB, let me know. Hope you guys have a beautiful Sunday and we'll chat next week. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just a social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.